0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the entire internet, HashtagBasketball.com. Go check them out. I am your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is uh, a suspicious gm for some of these listener leagues that is my co-host tyler Watts. what's up tyler um michael sometimes it just hurts to get beat doesn't it it's it's a little suspicious that uh you know suddenly you're up by one single point in the dynasty league right now in our epic battle in this first round of the playoffs our epic battle for supremacy michael uh, I actually think whoever gets through the Tyler Mike gauntlet uh the whoever beats the uh who on the other side of that they're going to beat the shit out of either one of us.
1: Well, I mean, why can we expect anything different? Listeners are supposed to win the listener league, Mike. That's
0: how it works. That's true. The listeners are listeners are yet to win a listener league. So it would be appropriate if they did finally win a listener league this year, we could finally give away our uh, prize shout out to our listeners in the listener leagues, uh, our Patreons who are subscribing at patreon.com watching the supporting the show. It's been a really, really good year. Uh, the listener leagues are uh pretty tight right now. Um, even the second chance league, uh, is basically the top six guys uh, or the sixth place guys seven and a half games back, so yeah, tight, tightly.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know who's going to win this Dynasty League, don't you? Uh, Me, I would assume. No, definitely not. It is going to be our man Joey. He's oh. going to take this thing down. It's,
0: is he uh, currently leading the other side of the playoffs here? Indeed he is. Wow. He could do it. So shout out to uh, Hashtag Basketball Joey. Um, I think you can find him at hash Basketball. Indeed, you can. At least that is the official Twitter of hashtagbasketball.com. A a very generous uh, sponsor throughout the uh, last few years. So shout out to hashtagbasketball.com and shout out to Joey. He's going to, I'd like to see uh, how his reaction to the prize that he gets. We might have him on the show if he ends up winning, see how he feels about his prize um he's gonna love his prize Mike. now come on don't hate i would assume but it's still a secret um yeah tyler how is where's the time gone it's week 21 can you believe it i can't believe it's already week 21 yeah i mean it's playoff time right i mean pretty much every
1: league the playoffs are getting started here either you know maybe they started last week maybe they start this week um there is a chance that some people hold off until week 22, but not many, right? Most of the playoffs are going to start in week 21. So, uh, obviously, in a head-to-head league, this becomes the most important week of the season, right? Because yeah. you've, got, you've got to advance in the first round to play in the second round. So, you know what I mean? you got to, obviously, be locked in all week and be monitoring those injuries and shutdowns and Anthony Davis playing 20 minutes and – You know, all that crazy stuff that's going to go down in the NBA this week. Um, When we're looking at the schedule, right, and actually it's the exact same schedule for week 21 and week 22, which is weird, okay? Ten teams play four games, two teams play twice, and the other 18 teams play three times. It's the exact same breakdown in week 21 and week 22.
0: That Um, is very – that's very strange, actually. I'm very surprised by
1: that. Um, so there is that, right? Obviously, you know, the two game teams this week and there there are two different teams next week, but the two game teams this week are Cleveland and the Clippers. I would not play anyone from either team if it was in a weekly lock league. I, I would agree. Th- I would sit all those guys and I would try to replace those options like your Lou Williams, those type of guys, with guys playing four games. And there's ten teams playing four games, and there's plenty of options that are very readily available on waiver wires that you could add and, and use um, depending on what categories you need i will say this this is maybe the most important part of winning a playoff matchup that some people don't do you gotta know what you're good at and what the guy you're playing is good at and maybe you can't just look at the season long standings because maybe he made a trade last week where he traded i don't know two of his big man for a guard So now maybe he's good in assists and and not so good in rebounds as he was all season long. Um, That stuff is important because especially in a weekly lock league, I'm going to pick up the guys for the categories I need to beat him in to win the matchup. If I've already got assists locked down by 50 assists, I'm not going to pick up a point guard type. I'm going to pick up a big man so I can win rebounds and blocks
0: and win two more categories. You got to know what you're good at. You got to know what your opponent's good at. And that's a good point. Just going to the overall standings and seeing, oh, man, this guy's number one in blocks. I mean, he's going to kill me in blocks. I'm I'm not very good. I'm going to ignore that. Well, there's a reason this guy's in the playoffs. He probably made some trades there during the year and up to maybe even recently up close to the deadline that uh, got rid of some of his block players because he knew he didn't need to destroy everybody in blocks every week and now his blocks are actually uh, kind of uh, you could compete with them in blocks but if you decide to throw your blocks at the beginning of the week without doing a little bit of extra research into who you're going up against you might have just cost yourself a playoff yeah so i mean and, and it's, it's super easy to do you can just get an excel and, and
1: kind of throw all his guys in there with their current you know, per game averages. And even that's a little dicey, right? Because guys ride hot streaks, guys ride cold streaks. But as long as it's a guy who hasn't been traded or anything, you know, throwing his season-long averages in there are pretty safe bets for what he's going to produce this week. And you can just add all the categories together, add all your categories together, see where it shakes out, see where you, you know, it's going to be, I know, right? Mike and I are playing in a matchup in the playoffs this week, and we we were just discussing there's two categories that are basically going to make the matchup. So obviously I'm gonna to try to beat Mike in those two categories and he's gonna to try to beat me and we're gonna see how that shakes out.
0: Yeah. The um it's it's rebounds and steals, actually. I'm pretty good at steals. You're also good, you're really good at rebounds, and somehow I'm competing in uh in rebounds with you, and you know, there's a lot of factors for that. You got some guys uh who didn't play as well, you got some guys who didn't play hurt, maybe I had a couple guys who had some really good games. It's you're gonna to have to pivot almost day to day. So sometimes, you know, if you're in a weekly league, hey, you gotta set your lineup. You gotta set your lineup. But if you're in a, you know, a, a daily head-to-head league, or you can where you can adjust your rosters every single day. Um, sometimes during the year, you can, you know, check a roster Monday, check a roster Thursday, check a roster Saturday. Whatever, you know, you uh, maybe you see somebody gets injured on your team, you go out, and you switch it up. Nah, this is this is playoff time. Every single day you need to be checking your scoring, checking what you're competing in. And maybe you didn't think you were going to be competing in a category, but you are now. Make the decision make the fa- uh, to, to pick up guys off the waiver wires who will help you compete. And do not I – I can't stress it enough. Do not be afraid to go all in. Um, you might have to drop somebody who is a startable player. But if it wins you that week – it's all worth it. Cause it's, it's winter go home at this point, Tyler.
1: Yeah. And especially when we get down to Saturday and Sunday, you know, if maybe you have somebody who's not playing at all on Saturday or Sunday, right. And actually this week, those teams would be Minnesota, right. Minnesota does not play at all on, Oh no, I'm sorry. Wrong. Looking at the wrong day. Um, there, everybody, every team plays at least one day, either Saturday or Sunday, but you know, maybe at, on, looking on Friday, you've got, you're looking at a team like the Thunder who only have one game left. Or you could pick up somebody off the waiver wire that's got two games and there's plenty of teams that play twice between Friday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Like I might drop somebody who's fairly good to get two games out of a lesser player because in most cases, two games are always going to be better than one.
0: Yeah, if, unless you're talking about a top you know, 15, 20 player, uh, two games are often – Better than one, depending on the you know the depth of your waiver wire. If it's a you know if you're in a very large deep league, then maybe not. Actually, you know, that one game might be better than the a guy who actually will play you know 14 minutes over those two games.
1: I'm gonna okay. I'll throw you out four guys that I guarantee are going to decide some matchups this week, and okay. it's because they have a Saturday Sunday back to back. Oh, all
0: right. Let, uh-huh. let me let me hear it.
1: Uh, those four guys are going to be Kevin Knox and Emmanuel Mudiay for the Knicks cool. and Josh Jackson and Mikel Bridges for
0: the Suns. I'm a big fan of uh, – we've been a big fan of Emmanuel Mudiay all year. And Mikel Bridges has been getting steals like, uh, like a motherfucker out there. 2.4
1: steals a killing. game over the last yeah. 30 days. That so is he, insanity.
0: So if he gets you four steals in the last two games, like – Hey, that that could be enough, and then actually in our league, Tyler, in our matchup, that would be enough right now because there is less than four steals between us. We are playing in a two-week playoff, which I would highly recommend. Uh, you know, it's probably a little late to change your settings now, but going into next year, uh, I, I I really like after I've been playing all head-to-head all these years, uh, I really like the two-week playoff week, um, and that's when you have kind of like a shorter. Uh, maybe four or six teams in the playoffs, maybe there's a bye or whatever. Uh, if you're in a bigger league and you want to have like eight, t- eight teams in the playoffs, ten teams in the playoffs, uh, I like having that first round maybe being a, a one week where it's kind of like a toss-up, like anything can happen, and then the the latter weeks being two weeks if you if you can't. If you don't want to start your playoffs like in January, which I think is absurd. You know uh, what I'm not a fan do of? That.
1: I'm a big fan of the two-week matchup myself, but I'm not yeah. a fan of eight teams making the playoffs, even in a deeper league. Uh,
0: yeah, two-league? I'm not either. Who are, who are these jokesters who are like 22 games back, but they're making the playoffs? Um, it's called the Orlando now, Magic, who are currently in the playoffs right now. That's who, who they would be.
1: That's what I mean. Now if it's like a 30-team league. Okay, I can see kind of maybe making it a, a bigger playoff, but I wouldn't recommend playing in a 30-team fantasy league. I just don't. I don't think that's a lot of fun no that's too many um but you know in a even in a 16 team league i kind of like the four teams making the playoffs in the sense that obviously you know it, it makes it a little bit more you know injuries are a little bit more dependent during the regular season if one of your big name guys goes down especially in a 16 team league you can lose a lot of weeks and, and lose a lot of ground in the standings but at the same time like there should really only be four teams that can win the championship. You shouldn't be like five hundred for the season and then make the playoffs and reel through and win a championship because I don't know. For example, Robin Lopez comes out of nowhere and you pick him up and he averages sixteen points a game and two blocks like he's been over relatively the last month, and you win your matchup that way. You know, I don't. I just I'm not a huge fan of that.
0: Um, so I, I agree. Like- I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of that. I think less people in the playoffs is better. But you want to make the league happy. Obviously, you want to do what's best for the the fun of uh, of the league. So it's always good to take a consensus of the league. But you're right, Robin Lopez. Uh, really, really de- depressing. Uh, the Bulls have been winning uh, quite a few games over the last few weeks. Uh, Robin Lopez on your list here as uh, top ten waiver wire pickups for week 21. Uh, like you said, 17 points, five rebounds, two, uh, almost two assists, and two blocks per game. Uh, he he is on fire. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, and that makes for an interesting topic that we can maybe discuss a little bit. When when looking for guys to pick up, whether it be for the entire week or maybe just for one game, um, are you going to go for Robin Lopez type who could get a lot of minutes in, in production? Right. But we've also seen plenty of stretches this season where Robin Lopez is just out of the rotation. Um, and this may be even more prevalent for, for New York Knicks players. I mean, we've seen guys like Noah Vonley, right? He had that stretch where he was playing like 28, 30 minutes a game there for what, a month, two months. And now he's back down to playing like around 20 minutes a game. So are you going to pick up kind of a boomer bust type or are you going to go for a very much more consistent player? And End the League has, you know, Numerous players like that, where basically their stat line they get relatively every night, and there's not much variance.
0: Well, so in a weekly in a weekly lineup league, I'm going for you know max games, and I'm going for the consistent player. So that that would be my go to on a weekly, but on a daily with roster changes, uh, what I like to do is kind of the first unless there's kind of like a weird discrepancy. So this week there's seven games. On Monday, six games on Tuesday, 10 games on Wednesday. So my roster is going to be pretty full most of those days. Maybe I'll I'll throw one of my streams in on on Tuesday, depending on what what my setup is. I like to see what my roster is doing against my uh, competition before using hardly any of my streams. Uh, That way, the second half of the week, I can decide to go boom or bust uh, uh, type of players who will win me a category. So if you know, let's just say half of my team plays insanely well and I'm killing it in points. Well, if I would have streamed points earlier in the in the week, I would have been a waste of streaming spots. So I like to wait till the end of the week before I I I dump in all my streamers. It's a little risky sometimes. Um, You still want to play out the games. Like if there's two games, you're going to get two games or three games out of the last four days. That's usually uh, something to to focus on. Uh, but I I like to go I like to go boom or bust I like, play the hot hand you know it's just like uh, roulette you got to play the hot numbers play the hot hand if you're gonna play a guy for one game go with, with the, the hottest guy in the league if he if he craps the bed eh you tried
1: yeah and uh, I'll mention another thing that I like to do is kind of play the matchups a little bit especially early in the week right like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna use a pickup on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, right? I mean, whatever day my my roster has spots and only you're going to know that, right? Because you mentioned there's, you know, a good amount of games on every day. Yeah. day. Um, I'm going to play the matchups, right? If I know a team is, you know, giving up a ton of points and playing at a really fast pace, I might stream a guy, you know, against them who's a good scorer if I need points. You know, same thing happens in, in pretty much every category. There are certain teams that, you know, other the opponent blocks a lot of shots against. There's reasons for that. They drive to the basket a little more. You know what I mean? Like things like that. You know, I might make a block stream in that type of day. And you got to balance it too with, you know, knowing the player you're picking up a little bit. Like blocks are always a little bit of a fluky stat in the for any player because, you know, maybe he gets in foul trouble real quick and can't block the shots.
0: Well, um, I mean, there's teams that you know are going to get feasted on, like the Suns. The Bulls, the Hawks, the Wizards. These teams are not good defensive teams. They run The scores run up in those games. Heck, even in the Warriors games, the Warriors are giving up 112 points per game for the opposition. So it's, it's not just the bad teams. There's good teams that give up a lot of points uh, at, at, as well. There are just also, on the flip side of that, teams like the Pacers, uh, the Miami Heat, um, and, you know... Uh, even even the Grizzlies, where it's just like they grind it out. Still, they're still really good defensive teams. Like the Grizzlies, not a are not a great team, but you're you're not going to get peak performance out of teams uh, who are playing against uh, good defensive teams, even if they are bad overall teams.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you look at at a stat like pace, right? Which I mean, the the higher the pace of the game, the more. Shot attempts that are going to be so. If you're looking at points, it's not all bad teams, and this is an important thing to remember. The Kings play at the fastest pace in the league, right? They're pushing to be a playoff team in the Western Conference. The Thunder are third in in pace. The Bucks are sixth. The 76ers are seventh. You know, and the Warriors are in the top ten. um So things like that definitely do matter, and you've got to be cognizant of those things. Um, When you're making your streams, right? Like you mentioned, I don't stream hardly anybody against the Grizzlies. Even if he's the no. best guy on the waiver wire, I'm like, man, what if the Grizzlies hold these guys to like 90 points tonight and there's like zero shots from either team?
0: Yeah. it's. It, I mean, it's, it's, it happens. Like it 100% um, happens. I will or mention, you can get lucky and get a four overtime game.
1: I will mention this, and, and you won't see this if you look through like season long stats, um, the Mavericks traded away – A ton of their rebounding, and they are struggling to rebound the ball. So they played the Brooklyn Nets on Monday. Um, If you got a guy from Brooklyn who you think is a good rebounder on your waiver wire, I would look at that the rest of the week because they are struggling to rebound the ball. Luka Doncic is averaging like eight rebounds a game. Other than that, they are very struggling to get the rebounds.
0: I think one thing you're going to – be i think this is bodes well for people going into the playoffs and at the end of the year a lot of people complain about you know well people start sitting and the teams that are at the top or uh you know they're just resting their players for the playoffs and the last two weeks nobody plays bullshit um that's obviously happens it's going to happen this year but um i think we're all kind of in luck this year because this is a very weird strange year uh, and the seedings in the playoffs right now, there's no real team who's kind of set where they are. Uh, there are basically five, four or five teams trying to get into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, along with the fact that the Bucks in Toronto are going for that first spot, Pacers, 76ers and Boston are all in the mix to switch their seats as well. And then you go to the West, and that's been uh, – I mean, the West has been close from top to bottom almost the entire year, You're starting to see the cream rise. Um, You know, San Antonio and Sacramento, pretty much everybody else is probably out of it. The Lakers are going to make a run because LeBron is LeBron. I will have a a very hearty laugh when LeBron uh, does not make the playoffs this year. Uh, That will make me feel good inside. But the rest of these teams, you know, um, that are in the playoffs in the Western Conference are going to be trying to uh, maneuver their way into better seating. So I don't think you're going to see as much sitting this um run up to the playoffs this march into april that you usually do
1: yeah and i mean the the flattening of the lottery odds disincentivizes some of those teams to lose every single game too right because i mean the difference between some of those spots is nothing literally you have the exact same lottery odds to be first you know and looking at looking at them so um, those teams really don't have to sit players now because
0: they're not not—they're not gaining ping-pong balls, so to speak. That's true. Though the Bulls do need to uh, – actually, you know, I was looking at it, and even if the Bulls are outside of that top four of worst teams, um, they still have a very good chance of ending up in the lottery. I think it's only like a 2% difference um, between – yeah, I think
1: that's I think that's right. The lottery odds, if
0: if two percent difference.
1: If anyone wants to know, right? That the three worst teams all have a fourteen percent chance to get the number one pick. Um, the big difference is if you're the absolute worst team, the worst you can be is fifth. The next the second that's team nice. the second team, the absolute worst you can be is sixth now. And if you are third, the absolute worst you can be is seventh. So they're actually picking four teams this year instead of three. It was used to pick three in the past. Um, Now they're picking picking four teams to move up.
0: Yeah, and that's that's very nice because, um, like, the Bulls right now, they're in the top four. They got a 48% chance of being in the top four. The top uh, three worst teams, Phoenix, New York, and Cleveland, all have a 52% chance of being in the top four. So, you know, it's really a 4% difference. Uh, That that seems like maybe maybe it seems like a lot to somebody, but it's really – that's not a huge difference. There's a pretty good chance – uh, the Bulls will end up with uh, a top pick. But, you know, looking at this lottery, and we're, we're going to talk about uh, going into March Madness here, which is coming up really, really soon, uh, the week into March Madness. We are going to do a preview of the this rookie class. And uh, I'm hoping we can get, you know, 30, 40 minutes out of that, Tyler, because there really seems to only be two really good – uh, players coming out of this draft and a lot of, uh, and a lot of people who are kind uh, of big question marks.
1: Yeah. And, um, uh, how do I want to phrase this? There is a, a larger cluster of players that could all kind of go. Even in that, even when we're looking at that top 10, right? Like Zion Williamson is, is basically the number one consensus, number one pick, yeah, for sure. No, no matter where you look. Um, Even in that two through five range, right, you you see all the same names usually, but, you know, those four get flopped around quite a bit. Um, And then after that, there is a large cluster where I kind of think anybody could be in that six to ten range. We're talking guys all the way back, like, to 20 or so. I mean, you saw Bull Bull up there, you know, in that top five range for a lot of the preseason. And and now, like, a lot of times he's going in the mid-teens because he got hurt. Um, and there's a lot of players like that, right, that are just kind of all a little bit fungible there. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, I'll throw out a quick name here, and we'll talk a lot more about this player um, who hasn't really played this year because he's hurt. It's Jonte Porter. Um, he's actually the brother of Michael Porter Jr. I had him as a top 20 pick coming out in 2018, and he decided to stay in school, and then he got hurt. Um, I think that could be a really interesting kid on on a few teams. I'm going to be really interested to see where he goes. I would assume he's still going to be a first-round pick. Um, that's a guy I really
0: like. Yeah. I mean, Tyler, you do a great article every year about these uh, rookies coming into the league, what to look for, what to look for in March Madness. And um, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody, uh, John Moore and and Zion Williams, that's that's all I care about. Uh, RJ Barrett probably and Cam Reddish will probably be pretty decent NBA players uh, how bull bull might come out of nowhere and get healthy. Um, and I, you know, I actually like, uh, Jarek Culber. Now see, see, see bolt for bull bull
1: to me. He's a little bit like he he's the in between of Giannis and Bruno Caboclo. Like Uh now, now we've really seen like some, not very many games from him. Right. I mean, he got hurt pretty early. So he's a little bit hard to get a read on, but like he's a very toolsy player with a lot of upside. So the team he goes to is going to matter a lot, I think, right? Because he's going to need a team where he can develop on. And I- I'm just going to say this right now, like to think he's going to be a big time NBA player next year is probably a mistake.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. A like, mistake. like even Giannis, honesty leagues, he's worth like, yeah, you know, if you're in a later, you're a later pick, like that says someone with, you know, potential. Right. And I just did a, a, a mock draft simulation over at take My favorite place to figure out if the bulls are going to get Zion Williams and, and um, bull bull ended up going to the Spurs best case scenario, obviously.
1: Yeah. And, but I mean, the, 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 the Reason I made that comparison between those, you know, kind of three players is right. Is we heard Bruno Caboclo had this insane upside, and he never really reached that potential. And you know, even Giannis, right, who did clearly reach that potential, it took him, you know, two full seasons before he was really much. Well, and yeah, then-
0: I, I actually I can remember um, that rookie year looked not great. That second year, you were like, okay, this guy is all right, but he's just he's fancy wise fairly relevant um and i had a friend who was like you know went all in on Giannis. was like i'm trading for Giannis. i want him on my team i'm keeping him for the next like five six years probably the the smartest move that guy ever made yeah and so um
1: and we'll, we'll talk a ton more about these players but there's some there's some fun names in there and there's some guys that uh Yeah, I don't know, man. There's some guys I don't even – even in that top, like, 15, 20 range where I'm not a huge fan. Now, that's not to say that they won't be productive NBA players, but for fantasy, they're not going to be great talents.
0: I I completely agree with that. I think it's going to be a weak draft um, outside of those top few guys. All right, let's talk about Week 21. We've already talked about it a little bit. We talked about Robin Lopez. We talked about Mikael Bridges being a no-brainer. Especially if you need steals, uh, and then our friends on the Knicks, Moodyer and Knox, being someone who could um, swing a league a, a, a week this uh, maybe week 21, if you uh, if you play your cards right. But the number one guy on your list of top 10 waiver wire pickups for week 21 is once again someone I'm just shocked. Uh, that is only owned in th- the first guy and the last guy on your list. But uh, the first guy on your list is Kevin H- Huter, um, on the Atlanta Hawks, owned in 13% of leagues. How is he only owned in 13% of leagues? That's a, that's incredible.
1: Well, so at the in the later stages of February, there he missed two games, and I think that that hurt his his ranking a little bit. Plus, the game right before he got injured, he did not score a point. Only played 23 minutes in a blowout loss against the. The Knicks, so he kind of had a a good solid week stretch there where he wasn't great, and I think that hurt him a little bit, and a lot of people dropped him like, oh, this guy's trash, and they weren't smart enough to look back at the great production he was giving them for literally like two months before that. Now, I will say this, Hurters, a guy, and Jeff Teague has been doing kind of a similar thing where it's like he'll play three or four games, he'll miss one, he'll play five games, he'll miss two, he'll play, you know, ten games, and he misses two again. Um, and that can be frustrating to own, especially on a player right, that you're holding and you know, you're thinking about dropping is because, like, oh, God, he just didn't play again. Um, Herter is a good steals guy. He's going to get you some assists. He's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to score 14, 15 points a game. He's going to hit plenty of three-pointers. Um, he's a guy I really like. He's a guy I think should be a top 100 fantasy player for the rest of the season. Um, he's got to stay healthy. And the Hawks got to just run him out there for 30 minutes a night, which they've been doing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very, um, actually, I think it's a very safe pickup um, for especially down the stretch here, with the uh, the Hawks probably just looking to get um, some some playing time uh, for for some of their guys out there and just kind of you know hey they don't care if they're winning or losing, uh, they're they're going to be just fine. But I think they want to see what their uh, some of their young guys can give the uh, the you know what kind of effort they can give down the stretch, especially since these games aren't going to matter too much to them. Um, when it comes to back-to-back streamings, Tyler, not a whole lot of back-to-back streamings uh, this week, but there is the uh, the two games on Thursday that makes an interesting Tuesday, Thursday back-to-back. Uh, you got the Pacers, the Thunder, and the Blazers who are all playing in one of those two games on Thursday, but they're also all playing on Tuesday. Um, so, so, and there's a pretty good, uh, waiver wire guys on those teams.
1: Yeah. Right. When, when we're looking at it, um, Alfred Camino has been good all season and he's kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch lately, but he's still a great streaming option. Um, has been playing really good over the last five games. You know, he's getting a ton of steals. He's getting a ton of minutes. And we talk about this all the time, right? Mo Harkless's production is very much tied to his minutes played. Like he's a very good permanent producer, so when he's getting big minutes, he gets a lot of production. Um, that's been good. So when we talk about riding a hot hand, um Harkless seems seems like that kind of option. And then Wes Matthews starting on the Pacers. You know, with Victor Lodipo out, they need someone who's going to shoot the ball a little bit. Um, in his time in Indiana, he's averaging 14 points, three three-pointers made in the steal per game. So, I mean, that's a great streaming option um, that's available in, you know, 65% of leagues.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of leagues to be available in. I, I'm, I'm very surprised by that. Um, and as I like to do later in the week, that's when I'm streaming, you got uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the Washington Wizards uh, Friday, Saturday, Hawks, Bucks, Saturday, Sunday, along with the Timberwolves and uh, Knicks and the Suns, which we already talked about Um you know, looking ahead, we always do a little look ahead to week 22, but you know, that this is the playoffs. Like if if you can if you are set in this week and you you are looking good and you're going to win your uh, your playoff matchup and you can get an extra game in for next week's matchup, uh, that honestly could be um a deciding factor for your playoff run. Here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll even admit to, to doing this in some matchups, right? Like, if I'm up 8 nothing, and I know there's four categories or five categories where, like, there's no chance this guy can catch me. I might even look on Sunday for a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back for next week.
0: It's a good idea. You might you know as I mean? well. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't need – if you don't even need the, uh, the Sunday game, you're like, I don't even – Care, I'm going to pick up a guy who's not even playing Sunday, so I can get two games extra next week. That's that's huge, absolutely huge. So you want to know the funniest part about the Monday Tuesday back to
1: back in Week 22? Let me hear it. They are the two teams both playing two games this week. It is the Clippers and the Cavs.
0: Ah, all right. There you go. (laughs) Well, the Clippers have some good. Actually, both those teams have some decent waiver wire players out there, so that actually could work out well for you.
1: Yeah, Eddie Osmond. I mean, they're I mean, how hot has that guy been? He's still only owning like thirty-five forty percent of leagues.
0: He's been um, on fire lately, and it's been a real surprise that more people haven't uh, picked up the high hand. And Colin Sexton is still one of the best scorers on the waiver wire. Yeah. If you need points, like that and hell, even if you don't need points, see what happens. Like you're gonna get two good games out of him at the beginning of the week. And that could put you up in points. And that could change your entire outlook on how you stream next week.
1: And Patrick Beverly's not owned in that many leagues, and he's been a great year lately. So, um, if, if for that being the Monday Tuesday back to back, there are a plethora of options with, with only two teams. Which some, I mean, there are some teams like the Bucks. I mentioned the Bucks have the probably the best schedule for the week. Literally, their best streamer is George Hill, who is number one, a little bit banged up right now, and number two, his biggest fantasy contribution over the last thirty days is he averages one steal per game. Like so they they basically don't have anything to stream and there are numerous teams like that the Golden State Warriors are one um they like they just don't have anything to really offer on waiver wire players like yeah. anyone who's worth owning is owned um so it's always good to see some of these teams like the Cavs the Clippers the Heat um with a bunch of guys where you can pick that guy up and be like yeah I'm actually going to get some good production here I feel good about that
0: Yeah strangely we always kind of get pissed off about the the heat not having any really, really good players that you can rely on. But in situations like this, that's the team you want to see because you can kind of pick out any of those guys to get an extra couple games. I will give a shout-out to Tyler Johnson, uh, a guy who I might be taking a – I would recommend people taking a flyer on if he's available. Uh, playing a lot more minutes in Phoenix now. And uh, we know Tyler Johnson can be a relevant fantasy basketball player when he gets the minutes, and it looks like right now he is
1: it's how johnson has always been an interesting kind of stream target right because especially in his time in miami you were always a little bit frustrated like he'd get minutes he wouldn't get minutes he would get minutes he wouldn't get minutes um i will say this for the last like two weeks he's really struggling with his shot um but he is playing a lot more you you are right about that um over the last eight games he is shooting 33.8 percent from the field that is not very good um, which kept him off the list. But when you look at the other stats, and, and this is important, right, because points are not everything. Um, over those same eight games, he's averaging 1.4 three-pointers, 3.6 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.3 steals, and half a block. Those, all those are all pretty numbers decent. numbers sound pretty good. And he's shooting uh, 89.5% on his free throw, so he's not killing you there. Now he is killing you in field goal percentage, um, and his 9.8 points per game are not great. Um, but you got to know what you're buying and, you know, to get three and a half rebounds and and almost four assists with 1.3 steals and half a block sounds great. Um, if he starts shooting better, obviously that's a great pickup. Um, and you can, and here's another thing I'll do with some of these guys who are struggling with their shot. I will look at what their schedule is coming up. Like maybe they've got a few of those teams where they're giving up kind of everything. You can look at that and go, man, this doesn't seem that bad. This is seeming like a pretty good stream, Feel pretty good about it. Um, the the Suns play the Bucks this week not great they play the Knicks and then they have a Saturday Sunday back-to-back against Portland and Golden State so seeming okay not great Um, obviously you would like those Portland and Golden State games to be at home and they're on the road Um, but the Knicks the the
0: Blazers and the Warriors have been known to give up a few points that is very true Um, and I think that is it for here uh for us at week twenty one guys good luck out there uh all you listeners all our patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes who've been supporting us good luck to you as well in the playoffs here unless you're playing me and um i'm 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 pretty excited to uh see this uh i'm not excited for the year to end. Cause like, it's always kind of sad when the, when the season's coming to a close, but I am excited to see how these playoffs uh, turn out, not just in fantasy, but in the real NBA too. I think it's gonna be a very, very good playoff season uh, in the NBA. Uh, I'm excited to see what Giannis does. Um, I'm actually doing uh, uh, next week. I will be in Toronto and I'm going to check out a Raptors game up in the North, see what, see what's going on there. So hopefully if there's any uh, Toronto uh listeners out there uh no good places to eat want to give me a shout out you can find me at watch the boxes i'd be happy to uh take any uh any suggestions feedback or uh, just just have a drink uh, up in toronto and uh tyler where can people find you on twitter
1: uh you can find me on twitter at tyler p watts
0: you got any uh good articles coming out here tyler you got anything Ooh, to plug
1: in the coming week or so i will be having a kind of comprehensive mock draft looks at a lot of the players in the March madness um that's going to be exciting because i know um i know you're looking forward to reading that one and, and learning a little bit more about some of these draft prospects which is, is always fun. cool
0: it's always fun it's only it's one of the few draft uh articles that i read um
1: and and i i disguise it as a mock draft because i know that's what people want um i i mean i do look at like okay this team kind of needs this this team kind of needs that but to me more than anything it's a list of players that i think are good and ones i think people are missing on um which you know i mean we all have different opinions on those players and just like the real life draft right none of us bat a, a thousand percent right i'm sometimes into a guy and he's not that good and other times you know i'm not i'm i'm not into that guy and he is good, but that doesn't that happens less frequently than you think. A lot of times I'm I think I do pretty good on that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah you have a the numbers.
0: You have a very good track record, record actually. Uh, and this year uh not just with your uh draft picks, but uh I mean obviously we we all had uh Luka Doncic yeah. out there, but um a lot of the predictions, a lot of the guys you were uh uh kind of putting your weight behind this pre this previous preseason have been uh, they've all been pretty good picks. So uh, shout out to you, Tyler, having a very good fantasy basketball season. That is why you are in the playoffs in all of our listener leagues at this time. Um, I don't know if you're going to make it in that second chance league, but um, no, my my strategy.
1: Uh, see, now that slow draft <clears throat> messed me up a little bit, and uh, I'm still a little salty about that league because I two of the guys I drafted got hurt like almost immediately after I drafted them. Because the draft went on for like a week, um, which that stung. And then some of the guys I picked them like figuring, okay, well I'm going to need some home runs. Maybe I'll go for this guy. And that that strategy has not worked out. Hmm. The slow draft bit me in the butt on that one. I will say that.
0: Well, it got ya. Um, and I'm very happy about it because I'm doing very well in that league. Um, we also had some weird finishes in some of the other leagues. That, uh, we're doing a. Uh, I was doing a three-category experimentally with our friend Kyle and uh, Alex. Um, we'll talk about that in the future, but um, kind of a weird league where we only looked at three specific categories, um, and it ended up with four teams being uh, the fourth-place team being five games back. Um, kind of a weird um, to see the you know the top player at forty-three and eleven. Like that's a weird number right because you're you're either getting you know three wins or zero so it's like you're not really gaining a ton uh so those numbers seem very low and it's kind of it was a strange league uh i don't know if i would recommend it to be honest uh but we'll, we'll look into that further uh, once the season is winding down here um and i think that's it for tonight uh if you guys like the show, please rate. Review us, find us on Twitter, leave us feedback. Um, and go check out patreon.com/ watching the boxes. We'll see you next time.